0: Hybe, Chris Harrington, and Aaron Courtney, three broads, bringing you stories and strategies exploring manufacturing topics that challenge the status quo while laying the foundations for future success. Together with special guests, they'll celebrate what's working and unpack what is not so you can learn, grow, and succeed. You want to learn more about your hosts? Make sure to listen to episode one.
1: Hey. Hey, you know what? You know what? what's coming it already started
2: what's coming what's starting
1: NFL season and college god forbid I should forget about college as well football is very very important in my home yes people that might not exactly be me what is your experience with football Chris
2: well, since you're just calling it football, I have to say, you know, I'm a huge women's soccer fan oh. and we often call them oh. women footballers. So, oh. you know, I think though, we're talking about the NFL. Yes,
1: this fans, is Merca. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Get, I knew get you get would give you me a response that I was looking out for. Here. Yes, <laughs> American, you know, large males yes. smashing into each other. That's what I'm talking about right now yeah yeah Um, yeah so
2: I'm I am an NFL fan of the Green Bay Packers of course being from Wisconsin so yes I will be watching and we have a new quarterback well not new but new Mm -hmm. that will be playing more frequently and it's I think it's going to be a very different season for us and I'm just really excited to see all that will come
1: how about you what are good, okay. good, good. Yes. You know, I, I have been inducted to the charm of the cheese head. So <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we could spend a long time talking about him, but I, I think it's just fine that he moved on. That I think yeah. that's just fine. And yeah, but for me growing up, I grew up in New Mexico and the, it was kind of like you could be into the Dallas Cowboys. That was an option. Or you could just Pick any team, you know, at all, and just call them your team. So, my grandma said she liked the Bingle, the Cincinnati Bingles, because of their outfits. And I was like, Good, they're my favorite team, too, grandma. So, that's about it. As...
2: Well, I think, you know, if we polled women who uh, listen to the show, I wonder how many would say that they choose their team by the outfit.
1: Yes, you know? and they I, should. I think they
2: there's could. probably at least a good portion that would I, I would think that and I have to say that it really is not an option to be a Dallas Cowboys fan in Wisconsin so you know that might be okay in in New Mexico but oh. in Wisconsin you, you would get a lot of hell for that
1: oh no it's it's always it's always a thing right I can't think of <laughs> any other team where there's more sort of like you know there's a Mm. lot going on with that I did go to a game I did go to a game once and I was mostly just enchanted by the cheerleaders I have to say they have they they they're very talented athletic uh, yes athletes all right oh my gosh well we just got a little carried away we're talking about the football but you know what we have an awesome guest today and I am so excited to introduce everyone to Dana Dana Johnson is the Emerging Technology Programs and Operations Leader at GE Gas Power. She joined GE in 2012 as a commercial manager for high-voltage electrical substations and has held a variety of roles since then, including participating in the Accelerated Leadership Program. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Prior to GE, she worked as a civil engineer designing water and wastewater projects. Dana holds a BS in civil engineering and a Master of Engineering Management from Valparaiso, so she might have something to say about football. And yep. she is a licensed professional engineer. She is also the immediate past president of the Society of Women Engineers. Yes, Canada for Dana. Woo! And happy to be
3: with you all today. And and I do have to add my color commentary on football. I also. And gold effect I was looking around to see if I had a cheese head in my office and I apparently do not so that's an epic fail on we we absolutely need to fix but <laughs> I I will say that my sister was a big fan of choosing her allegiance based on pant color and okay. there's yeah. that I guess if we're going to talk about objectifying people of the opposite sex
1: they can go both ways A hundred percent correct, and that's what keeps me in the game, so to speak. Sometimes my (laughs) husband went to Oregon or whatever they call it. I know that it's University of Oregon, but whatever the one with the fancy outfits because of the Nike thing. I have to say their outfits are incredible. If you ever have a chance, check it out. (laughs) it's (laughs) on the list. (laughs) Okay, great, great, great. Excellent pants for your sister. So, getting back to business wow i love your bio it's awesome and and when i was in college i went to an engineering school new mexico state university is where I. it's my alma mater we had a terrible football team and <laughs> in any case sorry aggies we had an excellent engineering program and so i knew several female engineers and that was really cool but it's still a little bit uncommon and Why is that maybe not so awesome and why is diversity really important in this space?
3: Yeah, it's for sad that it's still not very common to have women engineers. And despite the fact that, right, the Society of Women Engineers has been around for decades, We still are struggling to get women interested and excited. When we talk about what value diversity brings, you can go to all of the studies and say, oh, companies that have diverse boards, companies that have diverse fill in the blank, have higher ROIs, they have better metrics, put all that aside and like, let's just peel back the onion and let's talk about this at a big level. When we start talking about things like getting a design team together and coming up with requirements the, the example I always use, which is a little grim is crash test dummies designed mm-hmm. to the average male height, size, etc. Mm-hmm. As a result, they are more likely to be seriously injured or killed in car accidents.
1: Whoa. I've never heard that. Oh, you
3: haven't. Oh, it's super sad, but, but that's like worst case scenario. Yeah. I can go, you know, when you talk about, there's a, a situation where a group of laborers was using like hand tools, gardening tools or whatever. And they had a, a left-handed person who struggled to use the tool because it was made for a person who was right handed. So when we talk diversity, it's not just gender or what you look like. It's, oh, did you that somebody might be this? And quite honestly, unless you knew somebody personally who had struggled with that, or you'd been in a situation because you were left-handed, you would not think about it that way, right? You my goodness, you know, Joe is left-handed and this is going to be really hard for him to hit this button and operate this tool. So Mm -hmm. I think it, you know, when I think about it as an engineer, way bigger than just pushing diversity for the sake of pushing it's because it really does truly make our outcomes better
1: and our products better. better. Yeah, absolutely. I would also like to point out that as far as career paths go it could be something that a girl or a woman could find a lot of satisfaction in as well so That's keeping right. those doors open is good for the for the companies and for the employers obviously but you know i i'm just i can see you cuz we're we're on a zoom call and you look like a really happy person. I think it worked (laughs) out for you to pursue engineering as a career. And I hope for that for every girl and woman that they would be able to do that. Amen. When you talk about my my football team, right? That gets me a
3: little boost too. So, you know, (laughs) Uh, but no, no, that's, I mean, that's where we, I think we struggle a lot with how do we really get these girls in engineering and get them to see like, this is a viable career path. This is something they should get excited about when they go in to an office or out on a project site or whatever, and it's all men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't be what you can't see. And if I can't see my in leadership at a company or on a project site I'm at, I struggle to say, okay, I'm going to fit in here. Now I've gotten over that over the last, you know, couple of decades of being a professional, but it's hard when you're early in your career to step foot on a job site and say, oh, I
2: belong here when That's nobody right. else looks like you. Yeah if you can see it, you can be it. Right. And that, I think that's kind of been a mantra for women who want to be the, the woman that people are looking up to and, and want to show how to be seen. And, but it's also that other generation, that younger generation who's looking for, where are they, you know, well, you know, I don't want to have to have all the courage, all the time to be the one, you know, not everybody wants to, to fight through that. So, You know, as we think about that, what are some of the struggles that women experience in the industry?
3: Yeah. One of the big ones I think is, is just the bias, right? When we talk about going to, and I'll be frank, right? My first job was very old school, dealing with utilities, dealing with the good old boys club, right? The old, for lack of a better phrase, the old white guys. And their bias was to, to have people that look like them around those barriers, right, Chris, to your point, how do you figure out the ways that you can, be, um, you know, help people see that they can be there? How do you help people understand that? And so as long as those exist, I think it's really hard for women to, to really be seen. And in some of the biases out there, and and people can Google them and learn about them. But the, you know, the, the tightrope bias of how do you not go too far one way or the other? there's all sorts of issues with women who, let's say they, they want to be a strong, confident woman. And so they act the way a man would. And that doesn't really do the same in industry, right? You you get penalized for acting like I would. It's hard, I think, balancing that. When you look across engineering though, right? Bias is one huge aspect, but you look across it and this has been a very male dominated field. And we talk about things like, walking the shop floor, if you're a place where you're something or on a job site, these are things that society has designed for women to be able to fit right into.
0: So mm-hmm.
3: when we talk about jobs where heavy lifting is required, you can say what you want, but stereo women can't lift as much as men. Or if we talk about even just being on the shop floor, safety gear is not as easy to find and so I when I was out in the field out of college I was trying to find long underwear because construction happens during the winter right yeah yes. women's long, long underwear not created equal. I'll just put it that way <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah. I'd like to believe that certainly in terms of of long johns in, in many in many other ways that we've that we've made progress but i'm not and i don't have access to your male dominated world and experience so you know i've seen things certainly in the media and my own work environment but i'd really love to hear from you about like what's what's going better what's working well what are some of the changes that you've seen that make it a more comfortable Place. And by the way, I want to say, it's not just about being comfortable. It's about knowing that you can be your best self and not have to expend energy in other directions. And and so what are some of the things that you've seen? For sure. I think that
3: has been the, call it the construction and safety gear. Now I can't speak to the long underwear. I don't know if we've uh, come far enough the last couple of decades since I was out in the field, but work boots, steel toed boots. When I was out in the field, I bought a max and a half because that's where I could easily find. I now know oh. there's, there's brands out there that are marketed towards women. They make like semi cute steel toes that you could mm-hmm. wear on a shop floor and feel like they with your outfit. Mm-hmm. There's uh safety vests that are let's say cut for women as opposed to men. Right. I I once who said something about you know versus women's cut differently, right? You see this, right? They just fit your waist in other areas a little better. So I think he finally got it without me getting too graphic, but, but they make safety vests for women now. And I think I've even seen that they make safety vests for women, right? That has another whole dimension of how do you stay safe or how do you go out and do your job when you're pregnant? So I think those have all been good, but I, I have seen some changes, some progress in doing from a, let's say the the culture perspective right I think more and more men are becoming allies and they're understanding some of what go through the hard points the the pain points that we experience and so once you get some of those allies standing up for us and us can be women it can be any diversity metric you want but once you've got some of those allies that can really help influence the, the decision makers around them I think it starts to get a little bit easier so it's bloom. I promise it's just, we're not. And I, I do truly hope that within this next, let's say generation, we start seeing those women really breaking glass barriers, right? Look at Mary Barra, the CEO of GM. I think when you've got such an engineering heavy company like GM with a woman at the helm, that's mm-hmm. going to really influence the girls that are coming up now. So as that happens, I think we're really going to see some some traction for more representation, and I hope it. I really do truly hope it goes beyond just women. Obviously, this is this is a bunch of women here talking today, and I do yes. care a lot about that. But I go
2: beyond that, yeah. No, I love that you just said that. You know, the inclusion of other areas is so important. It goes beyond women. There's just so much still to catch up on when it comes to women. And I really love that you mentioned allies, too, because I think that, you know, I think about the organization like Women in Manufacturing, right, where Mm -hmm. not only women are involved in that that organization, but also allies. So men are invited to join as well and be part of the conversation. I think awareness is taking place in areas because of discussions like we're having right now and with awareness comes new knowledge and the willingness to try different things, to ask different questions and, and so on. So thank you for sharing that for sure. And I'll just
1: put
3: the plug out there. Men can be members of SWE as well. So I, look at this. I like any of your male listeners. We've got women in man, manufacturing and SWE. Surely there's more. Go look them
2: up. Yes, absolutely. Look them up. That's Great. Awesome. Thank
1: you. Thank, thank you, Dana. I, I'm i so value your experience and what it means not only for you know the future of young women but for the industry as a whole like more diversity more brains solving problems that's a win win and and that's what we say always on this show it's it's not just about you know changing the face of an industry it's about helping the entire lifting up the entire industry through Diversity and through including more great people um, in the work. Yeah. So, thank you, thank you for for coming on the show today. I think you might be familiar with what's coming up. This is one of our favorite pieces. This is something. Well, I just learned that. That's the sentence that we ask people to complete. And just so you know, it can be as off the wall as I don't know, something about astrology or astronomy or whatever, to something a little more specific and scientific. I'm going to ask Chris to start today. Chris, yeah. what did something you just learned?
2: Yeah, so I mean, in our last recorded episodes, I talked about avocados, so this time I thought I better uh, focus on something related to (laughs) manufacturing. So I had uh, gone out to the National Association of Manufacturers website and looked for some facts, and I thought it would be fun because we haven't really shared any recent facts about manufacturing in some episodes lately, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw some out there and some that I learned. So manufacturers contributed $2.9 trillion at the annual rate uh, to the U.S. economy in Q1 2023. So just wow. to know the size, right? Big
1: numbers, yeah. For
2: every $1 spent in manufacturing, there's a total impact of $2.60 to the overall economy. The majority of manufacturing firms in the United States are actually quite small. I don't have the size or you know number of employees or revenues, but they are they are small. And I think as we all kind of focus in manufacturing, we know that it, when you're speaking to a small manufacturer, a mid tier manufacturer, a large, it, it can be a very different conversation on what their needs are and what their challenges are as well. The manufacturing sector employed nearly 13 million workers in July of 2023, so July of this year. Manufacturing employees earned $95,990 on average in 2021, including pay and benefits. So if you are looking for a good paying job, manufacturing is a great place to be. 91% of manufacturing employees were eligible for health insurance benefits in 2022. So 91%. So if healthcare is something that concerns you, manufacturing is a great place to be. And I'll just end on this fact, because I think it's an important one as we're trying to highlight this in this kind of diversity episode. There were 582,000 manufacturing job openings in June of 2023. So if you're looking for a good paying job with great benefits, and you you haven't considered manufacturing in the past, this could be the sector for you. And I, I would encourage people to look at those openings and really think about it. And we just covered
3: that there's a gear for you to wear should you be interested yes. as a
1: woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll be
2: styling today.
1: Yeah, I actually I'm like, I wonder what kind of boots I could find. I love boots. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do a, oh, a, a
3: shameless plug. There's a company called yeah. Xena, X-E-N-A. Okay, And I, I'm going to screw up because if you Google it, you get princess or whatever, but oh, right,
1: right. <laughs> go go
3: Google like Z and check out some of the boots they have. They're adorable.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Well, Aaron. Chris, you did an amazing job with <laughs> pulling us into the updating on the amazing industry that no one is manufacturing. I'm just going to take it right, right back into the kitchen. Yeah, please reading about pudding. And I can't believe how interesting I found pudding. It was this article about like the history of pudding. and But it's the chemistry. Now here, Dana, this is going to be your wheelhouse a little bit more. So bear with me. <laughs> that was really interesting. So the cornstarch, what happens is there's all these little bonds happening in within the cornstarch, those little granules. And as you heat it up and cook it, those break apart. And that's what starts to like create this sort of gelatin. Is I think gelatinization or something that happens. And and while you're heating it and stirring it, and then it said, what's really important is that you leave it alone and let it cool on its own because those bonds that broke apart when the cornstarch was you know turning into goo reform but in a more open sort of a network. And then that's what turns into pudding. And I just thought that was super fascinating. That is fascinating.
3: Interesting. And I don't think we use the word gelatinous enough in everyday conversation. So I appreciate you finding a way to throw anything tied to the, any conjugation of the word gelatinous in there. I'm going to
1: work on that. I'm going to get a whole list.
2: (laughs) Every time we we think of that word or use that word, we're going to think about you too, Dana. Oh, You're I feel so- for the first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
3: How about you? I have plenty of claim to fame in my life. I don't know if gelatinous was ever one that was on my list, but I do feel well, Put it up, put, mark put it, it down. up there. <laughs> yep. Well, I do feel a little intimidated after all of Chris's data to yeah. manufacturing. Please. So I, I do feel like I've got a plug in and officially talked about it in 2020. And this is coming right off the the SWE research site. Globally, engineer women engineers made up 15% of the workforce. So that's still pretty dismal considering we get almost a quarter of the STEM degrees. Anyway, we'll put that aside because I'll say I already knew that. So I didn't just learn it. What (laughs) I did just learn though, so I've I've got two dogs, and I think I was able to mute fast enough before a dog went walking past the window here. I have two dogs and they have both now torn their canine cruciate ligament. So it's, I'm sure if you've got anybody listening that is in the dog knee expertise arena, they would tell me that this is probably not completely accurate, but it's kind of like the dog ACL. Okay. And yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, if you, if you tear one, there's a 50, 50 chance that that dog's going to tear the other. So I've got one dog Ooh. that has only torn one so far, knock on wood. And I have another dog who has just gone through his second CCL surgery. Oh, I'm oh.
1: Oh. so sorry. Yeah. Oh, there they are. Hello,
3: dog. <laughs> they are. They're, uh, they're at. Background noise. Yeah. Apparently, he's really upset about the fact that I'm talking about his surgery again. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> but, you know, I, mean, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So the fun fact then is that I live in a tri-level. Dogs when they have the surgery can't do stairs for six weeks. So I will have, I should say, a collective, just myself, will have carried this dog up and downstairs <gasps> for about a quarter of this year. Wow! Wow! And you heard him. Most likely, he's not a small dog.
2: Yeah. You are such a good mom. Cool. <laughs> very good mom those yes. earlier facts about women can't lift certain things obviously you're proving everybody wrong right now so yeah
1: <laughs> she can do it she'll carry your dog for you just she'll give her a call your in dog. fact if you need somebody to care no kidding <laughs> Dana, we do want to know how we can get in touch with you and how people can make that connection so what w- what would you like to let people know about how they can connect with you
3: absolutely the easiest way i would say is on linkedin and I don't know, I don't recall what level of advertising goes out, but I'm Dana with a Y. So you should search for D-A-Y-N-A, regular old Johnson. I think that's the the bonus. When I got married, I got an easy last name to offset the Y in the first name. Go ahead and search <laughs> for Dana Johnson. I will be the one who is in, I think there's some like Dr. Dana Johnson who seems to be an expert on sleep issues. Okay. I, feel like not I need to one. connect with her someday, but not that one. Okay. Curse, the courtesy of the stint that I might be the second most popular Dana with a Y Johnson out there. So that's the downside of marrying somebody with the last name Johnson, but that's, that's
1: probably your easiest way. Perfect. And just so you know, we'll have that in the show notes too. Yeah. So people can, if they're feeling nervous about how to spell your name, they can go to the show notes Perfect. and that would be great. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we look forward to following your amazing career. And I best wishes for those puppies. I know it's hard to see your babies get hurt, but it sounds like they're gonna recover under the loving care of their mom. Yes, they're on the bed. They're on (laughs) the bed.
3: I'm sure my human children wish I doted on them as much as I do the
1: dog. (laughs) Well, they don't really need it. It, That's that's how they develop independence and go out on, on their own <laughs> you know the dog has to stay with you so. please I'm come back blogging. for
2: an episode about that
3: right <laughs> i'm logging that excuse away for-
1: <laughs> uh, you can ask Dana. my kids what they think about that okay <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you Dana. this was thank awesome thank you so much chris and a blast
2: yeah us too Bye, bye-bye
0: this wraps up today's broadcast. If you're looking to shake up the status quo at your organization or just want to connect with these broads, visit mfgbroadcast.com. Contact Lori Hybe for your strategic digital marketing initiatives. Contact Chris Harrington for OEM and aftermarket digital solutions. And contact Aaron Courtney for solutions for your complex business problems. We've got a great offer specifically for our listeners. You can find more information about the offers and your hosts at mfgbroadcasts.com.